Welcome, welcome, welcome to Picks Are In, the show where two clueless guys try to make predictions about the NFL. My name is Zach, and I am in Backroom Studios, joined by my awesome, lovely, Patriots-loving, stupid, gloating Ryan Barbieri. How's it going? Good to be back. So good to talk with you, but so bad to be with you. Yeah, well, get used to it. You only have how many months in the off season? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we are here, and we are recapping um, the Super Bowl, and um, obviously, you know, Patriots won. And just a little backstory: if you're just tuning in, Ryan Barbieri is a massive Patriots mm-hmm. fan. Amen. Talk about your love for Tom Brady. Well, how, how long do you have? Um, I think my computer can hold like up to 40 hours of content. <laughs> All right. Well, I better get a new hard drive. Uh, well, I'll start it back in 2007 uh, when I saw them beat the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in the Super Bowl. Was that last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I just happened to when you're a young kid, you see a team win and you're like, oh, that team looks cool. And then that's how I just started liking the Patriots. But uh, for the past uh, five years, I've just been riding the ups and downs of each uh, each win and loss in the postseason. And it affects me too much, Zach. Yeah. It affects me too much. The you, Game day. You have issues, dude. Yeah, no, game uh, next day, it's fine. Except for last year's Super Bowl. Last year's Super Bowl sucked. That was a little devastating. I felt like that like knocked the wind out of me. Like just crushed my soul. Just because they played the yeah. offense played well enough to, to win. Right. And they and they lost. Right. Just because Tom threw for over five hundred yards, Super Bowl record, and still loses the game. Are you kidding me? But anyway. He almost threw for that many this year too, right? <laughs> yeah, the game was a uh, just light lit getting lit up, that's for sure. So and and I am a huge Rams fan. Uh, jumped on the 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 wagon when yeah, you you started driving the wagon. I started driving. <laughs> I, I kicked um, Case Keenum out, and I said, <laughs> "This is my wagon, big boy." <laughs> and he fell into the abyss that is Denver. Uh. No, well, Minnesota first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fell into the. He stumbled into Minnesota. I had a good year last year. Yeah, and then. He's the new heist. <laughs> I think he's okay. Well, okay, we got to talk about that later. But if he's the heist, yeah, the second heist, does that just make Denver like the fools who keep getting tricked? Um, well, didn't Brock Osweiler start in Denver? So really, they right. didn't pay Brock. Right, because the Texans—they're right. the ones who right, got right, bankrolled right, 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 right. from Brock. Yeah, that makes sense. But then, they, I mean, Case Keenum's contract isn't isn't even that outrageous. Right, it's like thirty-two for two. I think some. I don't know. Fifteen I, a I, year. I have no idea. Fifteen a year—that's like that's decent. Yeah, starting he's, quarterback. He's an adequate quarterback. He can win some games. Yeah. He's probably not going to win you a Super Bowl. But he can get you to maybe the championship game, as he did in Minnesota. But I don't think he can pull out the, the victory unless everything beside him is operating at full capacity. Right. You need a you need to supply him with a team. He's not going to put the team on his back. No, but he can be a good quarterback for a good team. Yeah. That's, I think, his ceiling. But yeah, if you have a bad team or a team that's average, he's not going to be able to lift it to a higher degree like some of the great quarterbacks can do. Yeah. Anyways, I kicked Case Keenum out. He found his (laughs) way to Minnesota. I said, this is my train now. My train, and you drove it so hard. Right to L.A., downtown Hollywood. We put our hands in a star, and we had a great time. So, uh, loved the Rams when they came to L.A. 
Uh, there's an all or nothing documentary about the Rams and they're moving. So watch that. Me and my wife got really on board. We're all in Rams all the time. So last year was a great year. This year, great year. Yeah, awesome, awesome year. A little bit of devastating ending, but you know what? I I hate you. <laughs> that's the that's moral all, of the story. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that's I fair. hate you. I, I hate, yeah, yeah. And also, I have been holding this in, but everyone hates you. I know. People email me every day and tell me, "Get that guy off your show, Zach." Yeah, I'm I'm actually BCC'd in those emails. They forward it to me. I get it. <laughs> you, I reply. You forward to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they first send it to you. Get that guy off your show. And then you're like, oh, sorry, wrong email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly so annoying. <laughs> well, thanks for forwarding those. Yeah, no problem. It's, it's not the content email. That's fine. Right. Like, whatever you want to kill me. That's whatever. That's yeah. fine. But get the email right. right. Get Come the on. email right. Well, we share an email. Right, yeah. Personally and professionally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's talk about the Super Bowl for a couple minutes. Yeah. Everyone's kind of over it by now, but yeah. yeah. What are your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts of the Super Bowl, I think obviously Bill Belichick finally won a Super Bowl with his defense um, game plan and execution. Every uh, every Super Bowl the Pats have been in, it's been bend but don't break yeah. when it comes to the defense. Um, I mean, the first Super Bowl against the Rams, first half was phenomenal uh, way back in 2001. But then again, like every Patriots team or every Patriots playoff game it's always defense comes out strong in the first half right except for against Atlanta um and then they bend but don't break in the second half that's the that's always the theme um when it comes to these comes to these games um but I think uh a main takeaway for me is I think my Jared Goff uh, analysis per- turned to be uh kind of came to fruition that we talked about i think way back in week six maybe week yeah. five um recap us yeah so i mentioned that i don't think jared, jared goff is a very uh smart or cerebral quarterback um i'm not knocking him personally as being not a smart guy but he doesn't know because he's an awesome guy in right, real life right great guy doesn't know which way the sun sets <laughs> that hey that's fine that's great um but loves, <laughs> loves call of duty hey man loves Fortnite. Loves dropping in with the boys. Hey man, hey, I I loved I'd love to get a victory out with Jared Goff. Oh, that'd be sick. Like let's see, let's drop in, get so, a victory out for so, the boys. So not knocking him personally. Would love to drop in with him, but yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. Not as fast processing or cerebral as you would want your number one overall pick quarterback to be. Right. Um and which I saw hints of back in like week four, week five. I mean, all throughout his career it's been like that, but especially week four, week five around there uh there's definitely some moments that uh that gave me the the inkling to to mention that to you zach and you were personally hurt <laughs> still am i know <laughs> i see those scars no i understand like he's not getting the ball off in 2.6 seconds like no like great was that the number so His, something yeah something's the number when they played uh the chargers and we talked about that how Brady knows the options, one, two, three, the mm-hmm. check down, reads it, reads it, throws it. Yeah, well, because Brady knows all route combinations, and he knows what the, if the defense gives him, right. say, cover two, cover two defense, he knows, okay, boom, I'm going to uh, Julian in, in the slot, or they yeah. give a, or they give him a, a man-to-man, okay, great, and Gronk's out wide, okay, I can, that's going to be open. He just knows immediately right. what's going to be open. Where Jared knows with McVeigh's great play calling, mm-hmm. he says this is the what's going to be open. Yeah, but if it's not, then he doesn't really know where to go. Then, yeah, that. then he needs a few extra seconds. I mean, it's all in it's all in seconds. Right. But that's the difference between a huge completion or a sack, right? Yeah. Um. So, to us, it's like very quick, but it's a huge difference in the NFL. It's a look of the head. Yeah, it's like just a quick spin. It's like yeah. you've looked, you've looked back, you're too late. Yeah, like, you're, you're on the ground. Now you're searching. Now, yeah, the yeah. line's broken. Yeah. So, um, and that's another thing with the Super Bowl. 
Sean McVay is getting a lot of flack. Um, but there's definitely some a lot of plays that were left on the field because what we were just talking about, Jared Goff, didn't uh, anticipate the open receiver. Um, he stared down his, his one read, his first read, stared them down, wasn't open. Um, and then if he was able to move on from that first read quick, en- quick enough, there was some open guys um, throughout the throughout the game right um Patriots were lucky to get enough pressure uh to force Jared Goff into not being uh comfortable to take that uh to move on to his read or second read um uh, but yeah there you could go on YouTube and there's some uh some great uh I guess breakdowns of some of those open guys that Jared Goff just didn't see or didn't have time uh to get to yeah so it's yeah it's tough to say it was a Jared Goff or was it McVeigh um, and ultimately, where the hell was Todd Gurley? Right. <laughs> like, what the heck? CJ. Yeah, man. CJ, my boy. Because Todd looked, he looked pretty good. He had a yeah. few few runs that were like, oh, there's Todd. But there uh, they just kind of went away from him. So Yeah, CJ just, he has the charm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the charm. Got the charm. So did you enjoy, let's talk about this, People, yeah. a lot of people saying it was a boring Super Bowl, you know, snooze fest, obviously low scoring, lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what do you think about that? Did you enjoy the game? Do you think that's fair to say? Let's get in this controversy a little bit. Yeah, let's dig into let's it. Let's get some hot takes on boring sports. Boring sports. <laughs> um, well, there's two sides. I... If even if the game was thirty five thirty, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Right. Just the the nerves of going back and forth or a close game right. that the Pats are in, I just can't enjoy it. But so yeah, and I would agree. So what your your sentiment is, your involvement or engagement yes. in the game mm-hmm. is the same. It could have been anything. Yeah, it could have been anything. There could have been a Timbit hockey players come out on the field and skate around yeah exactly. and it's like oh like oh i can't believe he didn't score it's like you can't even skate dude. <laughs> <laughs> um but i i agree with that because yeah. i was so invested like this is it it doesn't matter how we get there but mm-hmm. one team's gonna win yeah and i'm gonna watch every second until mm-hmm. i know who that is yeah and you just gotta find a way and saying that Losing is so much worse than winning. Winning is just like a relief. That's that's the most controversial thing ever said. Yeah, sarcasm. No, win- yeah, winning isn't great. Losing sucks. Oh, I see what you're saying. Losing you're- is the worst thing ever. I thought you're just saying winning. You know what's worse than winning? Losing. <laughs> Losing sucks. It is, man. It's the worst thing ever. Right. Winning is like zero. Oh, okay. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, I'm just party. glad it's over. Yeah, I ended my day winning. Losing's like negative a hundred, right? But winning's not positive a hundred. No, yeah, it's not not chance. <laughs> Maybe winning's like twenty five. It's not zero. It's probably twenty five to fifty. Right. But losing negative a million. Right. So, I remember last year when we were at the. It's fun to cheer for a team that you're not that invested in. It is fun. That's the one where, like, if I go to, like, we're in Vancouver, Vancouver Whitecaps game, um, soccer. Yeah. You're probably a little bit more invested. Even, like, I don't follow the Whitecaps regularly through the season Mm -hmm. or a a sport. But when I go, oh, I cheer for a team. Yeah. And then they win. It's like, that was awesome. That was fun. Or they lose. It's like, hey, that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But the upside for that win is pretty good. Because you're like, I cheered from them from the beginning. My experiencing these three hours was awesome. Totally, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're invested, like, I'm thinking about next year. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about contracts. I'm thinking about our dynasty. I'm thinking about our franchise, like, history here. Totally. This is not, yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing about the uh, boring Super Bowl is it put into, for me, it put into perspective of the journey of the playoffs and the journey mm-hmm. of the season. Like when the, so for example, the the Falcon Super Bowl, when they had like epic comeback, yeah. like, oh my gosh, my head blew up. Uh, just amazing comeback. That's just like, that's the single game of the year. That's the one moment. But with the Super Bowl not being as like 
uh, exhilarating. Right. Um, it just puts into perspective of the entire journey of the playoffs. Of all teams are like looking at the Patriots. Looking at the Patriots or just for like any team that wins a, a Super Bowl right. like that. It really just puts into perspective that the it was the playoffs as a whole. So right. all three games uh, are this one package versus like this one Super Bowl moment. Right. So uh, that was kind of cool. And just put in perspective, just moving forward, I think I'm going to be uh, just taking in more of the playoffs as a whole versus just like, oh, the, the final game or the final right. series. Well, I think you did take it in. You just have to look back and say, like you watched all the Patriots games. Yeah, I'm just saying more of a, as a reflection moment, more not as taking it one by one right. as I always do. Right. But looking back on the season, yeah, I look back more as a whole versus just oh that Super Bowl win that was it yeah. is more just more the journey I guess that way. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that because as you know, I wasn't super. I was hopeful that the Rams would win, but I just kind of said to myself, if they lose, I'm not going to be devastated. Because looking at the journey of the Rams as a whole, like, okay, we went from crappy team, like losing record, mm-hmm. or eight and eight, in um, St. Louis. The Jeff Fisher special? Yeah, the Jeff Fisher <laughs> special. What's that thing he said they got roasted for? I don't know. He said something about, I'm a great quarterback, or something about his record, and like, He's got roasted by every person. Like, you're an eight and eight. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I, I can't no remember. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, it's like we great made the playoffs last year, made the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, next year, like, for sure we got to make the playoffs. I think there's no chance, like, pretty good chance we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, I think your division. You're yeah, on. the division's very – it's – it's almost as bad as the Patriots division. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> um, no wonder they make the playoffs every year. Amen. First round bye. Um, so, yeah, just like what what a great piece to the Rams story. Mm-hmm. Looking back, it's like, look at the past five years. Oh, yeah, we went to L.A., then we had a new coach. Sean McVay was so revolutionary. He made the playoffs, then made the Super Bowl, then made the playoffs, then won the Super Bowl. Like That's mm. so awesome looking back. Totally. And I think Sean McVay is the type of guy you want when it comes to a devastating loss like that. Yeah. Because you can go two ways, right? You can, If a big loss like that, you can just like kind of sulk. Right. You could, you no. could try to sue the NFL like, <laughs> like another coach. I don't know. I don't know who that would be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just totally blame other people yeah of course you can totally do that and then oh you're pro- you might not get back to that same spot if you go that route but i think sean McVay immediately got on the bus went to the hotel room and started drawing up stuff like and trying to dissect uh what happened yeah and he took it on like not fully he just said i got out coached yeah right and that's kind of saying the guys played great team did great and that's being a great leader yeah and who knows that reality because i mean like again jared goff had a few open few open throws that he just didn't see totally and the one like the brandon cooks one he just threw up like a like yeah. a duck i mean this could be a totally different conversation if he hits a couple of those um throws or sees a couple of those open guys right oh. so a completely different uh conversation that, if that well happens. he's definitely uh gonna do some hard interviewing for the next QB coach. Yeah, and what do you do with Jarrett? Do you sign him to a mega extension, or do you kind of wait and see, or what do you do? Yeah. But who else are you going to get, though? That's the thing. But he's he's still on contract this year. His yeah. Last year, I think this will be his last year in the contract. His last rookie year contract. Yeah, so then you got to extend him. But he might, oftentimes, rookies say, re-sign me, or like give me a new contract before it's up. Um... Yeah, but he won't be in that position to be like to to demand anything. Right. Um, but they got to come in like, what's the number they're gonna that they're gonna be okay with? Right. Like, I think him twenty five million dollars a year. I don't know. Is that is he is he worth that twenty five mil a year? I don't know. But he's definitely a sit. Like, it's not saying there's a better option out there. There isn't. But if you have if you sign him for six years or five years, whatever it may be, at a 
big cap it, that's and he's not an elite quarterback. Yeah, that's where you get your franchise in trouble because right. you yeah you can pay a quarterback that much money, but they have to be the guy. Yeah, Nadama and Sue's contracts up this year. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he's gone. C.J. Anderson's contracts up this year, but they might sign him. I don't know. I th- yeah, it depends how. If he's just happy to have a job, or he feels like I proved myself. I think he's. Uh, yeah, I guess he's going to listen to offers out there. If anyone wants to sign him and bring him in for some guaranteed money, right? And no one else big. My boy Jojo Jojo Natson. Is he up? Yeah, but they could probably sign him for a small contract or get somebody else. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are the two. Yeah, Ndamukin. Yeah, he's old, right? So I wonder what offers he'll get out there. Yeah, if he had a big game in the Super Bowl, I think he would have definitely had some big offers. But uh, I he... think they like. I think I, f- I want to think that they like staying in LA. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you got to follow where the money is. So if someone's going to offer him something. Then he's just he something much better. He's gonna go there to an extent. I mean, like, so sorry. If it's um, like a couple million dollars. Yeah, on I mean, like it, a t- okay, ten million or twelve million a year to move your house, move your family, learn a new coaching scheme, be on a worse team. Like, yeah, I mean, it, I mean a million bucks is a million bucks, all right. Um. But yeah, it just comes down to the offers. I, that's interesting. What's out there? I know. I feel like I'm a little biased. <laughs> We're gonna talk about our baller segment. Of the yes, <laughs> dude. Because Ricky Jarrett is what, like an old guy. He would be like, yeah, an old receiver, mm-hmm. like a Mike Wallace or something. I don't know. Yeah, like sure, better, a little bit better. But um, you know, he getting all these offers. He had a great season in Miami, and then it's like Buffalo, Saints, and they're going back and forth. And mm-hmm. he's like, I just want I want to be wanted. You know, it's it's not about the money. It's not about moving. There's other factors, right? Especially Nadomgan, like, he's got money now. Yeah. He was on ballers. Yeah. Like, he's made it. He's done. So what's more important, winning a Super Bowl, playing on a good team, being happy, or a couple million dollars? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to say. It's, it got, also comes down to guarantee too. If we gonna have some some players on the show. Yeah, well, what are we doing? These are the questions. Actually, I, I was telling you about a lead for that, right? Oh yeah, actually, right. yeah, have one or two potential guys. All right, cool. But I won't say their names because they'll probably say no. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess the last thing I want to say about the Super Bowl is the flack that Tom Brady and the New England Patriots were getting for playing the under for playing the underdog card. Like how many people were saying, you know, no, you can't play that card. You're not allowed to play that. I was one of the I'm, Yeah. I'm I was also driving that wagon. Yeah, you were driving <laughs> that wagon, man. You had the you the pedal to the metal. I was laying on the horn the whole time. Yeah. It was so annoying. But it's if you go back and watch the media coverage of every of Pats throughout the season and Pats throughout the playoffs, there was a lot of media coverage of people picking against the Pats. Right. There's, there's, I was surprised because I was, I was hearing all the people saying like, um, oh, you can't, Pats can't play that card. They're not the underdog. But no, people were picking against them time and time again throughout the entire what year. What were they saying? What were they saying? Give me a couple lines. Just they're too old. As Julian, as Julian said, they're too, they're not good enough. Um, for what? To beat, to A, to beat win. the Chargers, to to B, beat the Chiefs at home. Right. Like, no one thought they'd win that game. I didn't think they'd win that game. Yeah, I, I feel like the mentality is built in that Patriots are the best team. They're an undisputed elite team. They're, they're the... They're the bad guys at the end of any sports movie that beat the team the first game <laughs> and then the team works up all right. the way to face them in the end. Yeah, and then they're supposed to beat them. Or they're, they're, the other team's the underdog, you know. So that's the Patriots. And they've been like that for years. So now they're just, I feel like the mentality was like, are they still that team? Right. And people are like, I don't think they're that team anymore. Which they, which they weren't. 
are they a good team? Of course. Like, Tom Brady, undisputed best quarterback. Are they going to win? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're maybe not favored to win, but that's why I feel like no one was saying they're a bad team, and that's what I just get mad because Brady's a psycho. Yeah, and was psycho. like, you didn't hear it for what it was, and you, which I'm not faulting the guy because it's a great strategy because it helps him win a Super Bowl. He takes that negative turns it in his head to say, I'm too old, I'm not good enough, I'll show you. And that's his whole mo- motivation for mm-hmm. winning a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's his motivation for life. Yeah, but that's why I get mad, because nobody was saying that. People were saying that. <laughs> no. I get, just... o- get off. Get... Hey, that that bandwagon has crashed. It is on the side of the road. It is broken down. If anyone says, because there, nobody said the Patriots are a bad team. All right, you gotta go. Okay, this is what you want. Everyone listening, Zach included, gotta go to YouTube, go to New England Patriots 2018 2019 season journey video. It's an hour and a half, best hour and a half you'll ever watch yeah, on let's, YouTube. Let's throw it up. Let's watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, but I, but seriously though, I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it goes back to Tom Brady being a sixth round pick. If you, I think I mentioned this on the podcast i'm not sure a few weeks ago uh about also another great thing on youtube it's called the brady six um the year of the quarterback is just a documentary of tom brady i think it was done like 2010 or 2011 um about the six guys taking ahead of tom brady Um, it's the exact same mentality he's he's still to this day you'd be like Hey, tell me about your journey into the NFL. He's like, well, I was drafted in the sixth round. Yeah, and he'll and he'll name right. Yeah, this guy drafted number one overall. This guy drafted twenty three overall. Right. This guy drafted thirty uh, fifth. Like, let it go, dude. And then he this this was in twenty eleven after he already won three Super Bowls. Right. All, and are, all those other guys aren't playing the NFL. No, and yet he he cried. Right. He cried. Let it go. I don't know. I I love it. He's psycho, and I, I eat it up. Right. So, I'm saying it's cool if you take that information, internalize it, and you do it as, as motivation. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. That's great. Even respect them because you're the greatest of all time. That's facts. But you can't take that as objective truth that that's what people were saying or people's views towards you. Like... Nobody thinks he's like still trying to prove that he's better than those six quarterbacks and they sh- he should have been drafted first overall. Yeah, everyone agrees with you. So, but he doesn't believe that. Like, he's still trying to prove something to himself. I love it. So, that's the thing with the underdog story is like, we were underdog. No, like, <laughs> let it, <laughs> let it go. But the same time, grace of all time you do whatever you want to do if you're the grace of all time everyone can you can say whatever you want it's true yeah just, just throw up your six fingers yeah legit. and then throw up the middle finger to everyone and everyone can't say a thing to you it's true so, yeah i'll nuts. go on record like brady's the greatest quarterback of all time yeah ever was and in the next 10 years probably ever will be mm-hmm more than 10 years because someone's got wins at least five rings yeah and in the and with the same amount of fourth quarter overtime drives which is not right it's like okay patrick mahomes like could he maybe maybe we'll see in 15 years we'll have this discussion in 15 years yeah tom brady yeah it's yeah it's tough that's tough but yeah anyways anyway that's good. Always a little TV talk. <laughs> little Hashtag pliability, baby. Pliability. Um, did you see on the when they were celebrating at the end of the game, Tom Brady's trainer? What's his name? Uh, Alex Guerrero. Yeah. Do you see him like hug him and stuff? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, he loves him, man. He loves that guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on Super Bowl? It was a good season. How do you rate the season? Uh, it was a it was a good season. I think the overall season was probably a nine, maybe a ten. The only thing would have been ten if the Super Bowl was more uh, fan friendly, right? Um, instead of a defensive showdown, which also very interesting. Uh, just seeing how 
the defenses played right. uh, each quarterback and each offensive system. But I think if there was a more um, general fan-friendly Super Bowl, it would have been, I think, a 10. Right. It, maybe without the, the the New Orleans situation. Yeah, that. But um, at, at great weeks. Most of the weeks had great games. Right. They really stepped up their their like primetime schedule, their Sunday night football schedule. Yeah. That was great. Um, that made it a lot better. Because um, it was fun having like the just the mix of games during yeah. the day it doesn't matter because you have fantasy but at night game you need to have a prime game a watch yeah. something you're excited about yeah that's i think huge for this season they did a good job for most part um the playoffs great playoffs the afc and nfc yeah. championship games both overtime are you kidding me yeah both great games um you saw patrick mahomes come onto the scene Andy Reid, jug, new a new juggernaut in town offensively. Yeah. Um, scared of them next Andy, year. Andy Reid's the juggernaut, right? That guy's huge. Yeah, he's just a big. Yeah, he's just he's, big. Like I saw him tackle like a trainer. He just fell on the ground. Yeah, I almost. I he guy's still in the hospital. That happened in training camp. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I think a solid, solid nine. Yeah, I I think I'm as you're talking. I think it was. A, great season i can't ask for anything more so i'd give this season a 10 yeah because what you're looking at i mean i'm super biased i look at all the rams and stuff <laughs> um but you have the greatest game in nfl history i would argue the monday night one yeah yeah so rams in kansas city um this is the highest scoring game which mo- both teams scored over 50 points so mm-hmm. Uh, no, um, third highest scoring game, but I'm easily to easy to argue that this game was more exciting than those two games. And then in the Super Bowl, you have the lowest scoring Super Bowl yeah, of all fitting. time. Pretty fitting for it. Cause I think this year, the, this season was the highest scoring season ever. Right. So the perfect way to end it, of course. Yeah. I mean that, I think that says a lot about the quality of football that I think coaching's getting better and games are just game more competitive yeah i think i think the good team this is the issue with the coaching though i think you're because of the sean mcveigh effect i'm sure we've read about it in all these different places yeah but um they're kind of going out on a limb for these offensive guys um they the first two or three are like okay those guys have a shot but these owners are taking more risks right so I think you're going to see a greater separation of the quality of coaching um, in the league. And I think you'll see ha- more wildcat formations. Maybe, but I just think you're going to see guys in positions who are going to be like, oh, that was a mistake. Should mm-hmm. not have hired him. Like, it'll be interesting. Zach Taylor will be an awesome example. Yeah, of, or Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. It's like, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, but I think you also have, on the other side, I think Brian Flores, yeah. the only was he the only like defensive guy hired? Yeah, I think so. Um, Miami's smart man. Yeah, I think that's a great hire. He's bringing in Chad O'Shea, the yeah. New England wide receiver coach, for to be the OC. Yeah. I think that's a great duo uh, that they got now down in Miami. Um, so excited for for you, Zach. Congratulations! I, I'm so excited for Miami. I am. I I needed a new team, so I found the rams and it it worked great and i was kind of like yeah miami but i'll see you in five years Miami. yeah but i'm so excited this year's gonna suck yeah yeah like that's a good thing though you want them to suck but next year the no probably the year after and the year after start to see some some real yeah depending if they go for a quarterback in the 2020 draft or they wait for the 2021 draft i just saw a mock draft and they picked a quarterback but I mean, they're going to try to get rid of um, Tannehill. Tanny, yeah. So maybe it's just like, hey, let's just get the cheapest quarterback we can find. Yeah. And let's, and then it, maybe he'll turn out good. But really, we're going to get another quarterback. And yeah, you're just punting 2019 for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, where were we? I um, it was a great season. Yeah. I was talking about coaching. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Of this season, but it's definitely assign a testament to the nfl trying to be innovative trying 
to go what's best, right? I mean, maybe these fail, but then the the NFL will learn something as, okay, you need a great offensive strategic mind, but not everyone has that, and it's not the only thing. Yeah, you uh, definitely need... Yeah, it, it, It's a copycat league, right? Mm-hmm. If they... It happens every year, every five years, yeah. trends happen um, that uh, teams who have success, other teams copy, and then other teams follow suit. Um, so you always see goes ups and downs. Um, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, it works so well in New England having Bill as the, because he, he's the defensive mastermind there. Right. Um, and it works having, I mean, the Tom Brady, that he is pretty much an offensive coordinator at this point. Um, but they have Josh there for a long time. Yeah. Um, which really helps. The The issue when it comes to hiring these coaches, because you kind of want your offensive guy to be the head coach because then there's no risk of losing your offensive coordinator. Right. So if you don't have that huge infrastructure that New England has, like they, their infrastructure is huge. I mean, one guy is not going to change everything, anything yeah. or everything. But if you're a, let's say Miami, Chad O'Shea, he lights it up a couple years. Then he's going. And then, but Brian Flores doesn't have that background in offense. Then, yeah, Chad O'Shea, he gets, boom, he gets picked up as a head coach somewhere. Now you're searching for a new OC. Yeah. And offense is looking very, very important in the NFL moving forward. That's the only issue you have now hiring a defensive guy. Yeah. Um, but if Brian Flores is able to install a uh, institutional approach to their offensive game plan, um, then yeah, you you have a chance. But yeah, that's why you see all these offensive guys getting hired as head coach because then there's no risk of, of losing them. Yeah. Right. So that's the only catch twenty two there. Totally. I I hope Brian Flores just talked about him specifically as I. Th- feel like he has a very you know long-term plan even Mm -hmm. even this thing and i think that's a nice transition to looking at another exciting thing or a big move the broncos trading for joe flacco huge move um side note i was making notes in my notes section on my phone as i type in joe flacco it auto corrected to joe flaccid so very fitting very fitting (laughs) i think yeah, oh, this just in, legally changed the name to Joe Flacid. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Not even surprised. So a move like that, it's like, Elway's like, that just seems like the most short-minded, weird move you could ever make. Yeah, I think that comes from uh, Gary Kubiak, uh, who's there, advising. He was with Baltimore in 2014. So I think he was in John's ear of saying like, hey, I think we can get him back to form. So then John's like, all right, let's take a shot. That she- just goes to prove you in this world, it's all about who you know and all about relationship. Oh, 100%, especially in the NFL. No, especially in the NFL. Nobody's objective in their thinking because you only know what you experience. Like, I know Joe Flacco. I think I could do it. Well, he sucks and he's old. Yeah. Well, let's do it. <laughs> okay, wrong move. Yeah, I mean that's a class. That's gonna be just another one on John Elway's belt. Another quarterback uh, f- failure. I mean, one of the best quarterbacks ever. Like top top ten, John Elway, top five maybe. Yeah. Um, just goes to show how hard it is evaluating the quarterback position. Right. It's like he even him he can't really evaluate it correctly. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, are they trying? So are they trying to move on Case Keenum or? I think they're gonna keep him. I don't know. I they think, just have Joe. I think I read they will see if they could move him. Okay. If not, then he would be a backup quarterback. They're not even gonna compete in camp. They're just gonna give Joe the starting job. Well, I guess it's a new toy. You want to? I mean, play I'm him. sure that would still be on the table, but I think they. It's a bigger move to use like Joe Flacco, like to trade for Joe Flacco yeah. and then have him sitting like starting uh, second string. Yeah, I guess I don't even know what they gave up for him. I mean, the trade's not official until right March 13th. Or but they still have is. to pick up his contract, right? So that's mm-hmm. 
it's his contract's more than Case Keenum's contract. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, maybe they'll move on from Case. But I think Case is a good quarterback. Just unfortunate situation last year. It's Denver. just his life, and he knows it so much. Yeah, he's gotten paid though. He's all right. Yeah, he's a good. He's a, he seems like a really it's a good good dude. I yeah. like I like Case. Yeah, what else is going on? Well, we have uh, Kareem Hunt signed mm, with the mm. Cleveland Browns. I'm surprised they didn't sign with the Raiders. Really? That's where all like the criminals go, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They go. Yeah. I think they have training camp in Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say um, Australia, right? Because that's where they send the criminals. It's like an old history joke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Alcatraz is good though. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what do you think? John Dorsey, the GM of the Browns, signing Mr. Kareem Hunt? I mean, it makes sense. Like, why not? I think it's a good move. I, do you know his contract? Was it? I have I have no idea. I'm sure it's probably like a million bucks or something like that. Right. I. Why not? I. Somebody should. Yeah. I remember when it happened, I was like, is his career over? And I think we were talking about it. It's like, no. no, someone will pick him up. It's It'll like, blow over, yeah. Throw a million bucks for a chance, like who? Nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna care. Yeah. At the same time, though, there's definitely something to be said about building culture within an organization. And, and the Browns have not done that well. They look like they're turning it around. But I mean, John Dorsey, as I think Michael, I was reading Michael Lombardi, um, he's saying how he has said John Dorsey doesn't really care about character defects and it's catch 22 because a okay you can get a, a really talented guy on the cheap because yeah. other teams don't want to touch that but b there's also a huge contingency of building a strong culture uh yeah. within an organization because that's going to set you up for long-term success um i.e see new england Right. Like it's just building that institution is so important. So when you say they're turning around, how are they turning around? What? Sorry, what? Do you, what do you mean? You, you, I said they haven't been good at building culture, and they, you think they're turning it around? They have been turning it around. That like this year, it looks like it's been after. I feel like Hugh Jackson was the worst thing. Oh yeah, he's seen him on Hard Knocks about um, Josh Gordon. Like, oh my gosh, the worst way you could ever deal with that. No. Yeah, so, I mean, awful for the Browns organization, but it has set them up with some good players for with high draft picks, and they've executed. I, I think John Dorsey is uh, doing a good job as a GM in Cleveland. Yeah. Because um, he's done well with their picks, their picks the past few years. Yeah. Um, so they're set up. I think they can. They I think they can be a playoff team. I think they will be a playoff team in 2019. Do you see Baker as a leader? For these guys, for the 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 squad of uh, what's the like jail movie with football with Adam Sandler? What's oh, that? longest yard. Longest yard. It's kind of like <laughs> see the Adam Sandler of the longest yard. That crew? is such a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it's actually. I think it's great. I think he has that type of personality because um, he's dangerous enough. Yeah, he's dangerous enough, but he's also like young and fun. Um, it can, I think he can get along with, with everyone. Right. Um, cause he's one to joke around and just be just a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And I think people respect that. And he's a strong, strong leader in, in that sense. Um, and I think there's a story. I don't know where I heard this or whose story it even is. Sure. Just, we're going to make it up. We're right going to make it up. It's probably not even factual at all. I'm just making this up. I'm just rifting. Um, there was a GM or a scout or executive in the NFL when the leading up to last year's draft. So Baker was going in the draft yep. and not sure quite sure who's going to take him. And this executive said um, when they were visiting him in Oklahoma the, at his at his university, um, he he would just howl and just get at all the guys fired up, right. just like walking through the halls. Yeah. Everyone was just like following Baker. Yeah. Like he would just be dancing and yelling and guys would just follow him. Right. Um, so there is there is something, I think a large part to that and a large part of being a quarterback is that. 
like when people say the intangibles about being quarterback yeah. that leadership it's like it there there is it's such a huge component right of being quarterback and leading 52 huge ass human yeah. beings there is but that's a different style than a lot of successful quarterbacks we've seen though it's true if you look at even brady mm-hmm. that's not the way he leads not the way he leads, but he's a really good teammate. Yes. Like, he, he actually, surprisingly, is is everybody loves him. Right. Like, everyone just wants to go for a beer with Tom. But that's his approach, more of a relational but, building. Yeah, but it's behind the scenes. Right. Like, when he appears on the camera in front, he seems very tight, tight buttoned up, whatever. But actually, behind the scene, everyone just loves the guy. He's always, he's joking around, right. too. But that comes with discipline because he says, I'm going to appear this way, this way. Baker has less of that. That's true. But what it comes out is, is this is just who I am mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it full out. And that also gains respect. So both are good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one's better, but it's a different, even Jared Goff looking at someone like him, mm-hmm. he's, he's more of a yes man. You know, he's a soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean McVay, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it well. Because I've been trained to right. do this totally. my whole life. Yeah, that's a good point. But Baker's like, I'm a wild. He's a wild wolf, man. <laughs> but he's if he's the alpha wolf, he's gonna tear it up. Yeah, I mean, that, there there you go with the two different organizational like culture philosophies. You have New England, who is very preaches and demands that tight lipped, right? Uh, straight, Josh straight Gordon lace, straight tie doesn't, doesn't cut it. Yeah, know? yeah, straight tie like yeah. look and appearance in media. For Cleveland Browns, they're a bit more loose. They're all right with Baker and being like that. So, hey, that's fine. We'll see what happens. Though. Yeah. I'm excited to see kind of how everything unfolds. Just putting in that perspective, like, I love the Hunt move because it adds to that mentality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, great. I want to see one of the... There has to be different teams in the league, and that makes it more fun to watch. Yeah, can we just uh, press F for to pay respects to all Nick Chubb fantasy owners out right, there? I'm sorry, R.I.P. Yeah, so sad. Chubb. But pick them up cheap if you can get them. Yeah, or, I think. Yeah. Or if you can like, if you can trick someone dumb in your league and like show last year's stats and offload them for a good price. Yeah, or yeah, either sell them high or buy him cheap i think he'll be good i think he'll still have some value he still has value yeah. so it just dropped from yeah. like oh, yeah. being number one star. rb rb1 yeah. yeah to like maybe a flex yeah it's depending how the season goes yeah totally but definitely on your bench mm-hmm. yeah cool um anything you want to bring up yeah um me and my wife lauren we bought some rams jerseys Oh, yeah. Hey, congratulations. It's my first uh, NFL jersey. Really? Yeah, jersey. Right, yeah, yeah. Like full full jersey. Full, like, NFL jersey. We got Gurley and Goff. Nice. So, I hope Goff doesn't move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're invested. (laughs) I'm invested now. Just to give him another contract. I think they'll give him another contract. I think so, too. I would be surprised if he moved up. Because it's like... If Goff plays anywhere else in the next 10 years. Look at what we can do. I think Jared, that's where Jared is a soldier. He improves every year. So, hey, coach, I'm going to improve next year. Mm. I know you will. We got this far this year. We can do it again. Yeah, I think he'll get better. Yeah. Um, But nothing else. Um, I think we just want to talk about uh, the offseason. Yeah, what it's gonna look like for the 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 pick, the pick nation, the pick nation, the the, the we gotta come up with a name for them, but yeah. I don't know. Um, so we're excited. If you're thinking, oh, picks are in, what are you gonna do in the off season? We got a lot of fun things actually mm-hmm. planned. We're kind of gonna go crazy rogue, and then a a couple months before the season starts, our we're going to let you know about our picks are in. This is the heart of who we are. We talk about a lot of things, mm. but as picks are in, the heart of who we are is just pick them, win, oh, yeah. win, loss every single week. Yep. And so we're going to be starting a league and even have some potential for listeners out there to join that league. Yeah, really excited about that. And then we'll also have a league that we'll talk about each week that me and Ryan will be in. And we'll also have some guest people on and 
we'll have some fun segments talking about who's doing good, who's doing bad, maybe some trash talking that's going on. <laughs> uh, so we'll that will come up before the season starts. But in the off season, we're going to do lots of uh, fun things. We're going to do a couple mm-hmm. drafts. Oh yeah, maybe even have some collaborations coming on. So yeah. stay tuned. What we'll are do- what are a couple of drafts we could do? Well, one Give me a teaser. One, I think we're going to draft our favorite moments from the season. Love it. And we're just going to talk about what was great about this season. Uh, we're going to draft that. Uh, another one that we maybe talked about is um, just players that we'd love to hang out with. Mm, I like Who, that. Who's the who's the guys that you'd just like to hang out with? Dig it. So we'll definitely have some other guests on, uh, potentially even some other podcast, mm-hmm. f- part of our extended podcast family. And um, also we want to do some specific episodes about teams. So right. we'll do do a Patriots episode for sure. We'll do a Rams episode, uh, but also some other teams. Uh, we're looking for super fans. Uh, we'll do a Green Bay episode mm-hmm. with um, one of our, our friends, yep. uh, friend of the podcast, Meg Dance. And um, so these will be very sporadic. Um, you know, we'll hope to do one a week, but uh, don't hold your breath each week. <laughs> but also remember, you can follow us on Twitter, mm-hmm. NFL, Pixar, and Pod. Uh, oh, sorry, just at Pixar and Pod um, on Twitter. And um, yeah, we want to keep hanging out and uh, shout us out there. Anything to plug, Ryan? Uh, no, nothing to plug, but uh, just excited to do these uh, sporadic episodes. These drafts sound fun. Uh, I'm excited to collaborate with some other podcasts and some guests. Yeah. Uh, get those going. Um, yeah, that, that's all for me. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for a great season. A 9.5 out of 10 season. Love it. Walking with us in that. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed the NFL season and enjoyed listening to us. Thank you so much. Just thank you for all the listens and all the support. Honestly, the fan base has been unbelievable. So so fun. So yeah, good. Thank you guys for engaging with on Twitter and engaging with fun things. We're all just have, trying to have fun here. So if you're having fun, that just makes our day. Um, that's what we're all about. And, um, yeah, if you need some more football, you can tune into the AAF. That's a new thing. <laughs> that's true. That's new a, thing. That's a thing. That's kind of exciting. So remember, check that out. And, um, yeah, we will catch you guys soon. See ya. Bye. Backroom Studios. <laughs>